Hi, I'm Tiffany. And I'm Lindsay. And this is Luminol, Luminol Cocktail. Here we are in the kitchen. <laughs> always in the kitchen. Always in the kitchen. That always makes you think of um, R. Kelly's Trapped in a Closet. Oh, God. Saga. <laughs> Ian and I were having a discussion today about uh, if slash when we buy a house, we're going to soundproof one room. So that he can use it for his, like, content creation, and then we can use it for our content creation. He's like, it'll be great. And then whenever we sell the house, people are just going to think we were wild. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) For having a soundproof room. Absolutely are. And nothing will beat the uh, red uh, garage, though, that me and Alex saw. Yeah. Have you seen that thread on Twitter about the woman with, like, the creepy bungalow with the cast iron tub. No. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to send it to you. Basically, she's like, so, you know how like horror movies always basic ass white woman, you get trapped by like a fucking built in china cabinet in the house. Like that was me. And she's talking about how like there was like a weird like prison bar thing on the wall or either on the ceiling, I think it was on the wall. And her husband's like, what's that? And the realtor was like, uh, I think that's just an AC return vent. And he's like, weird, but okay. And then there's like claw marks on the windows near the latches. And they're like, oh, the windows just get stuck sometimes. They're hard to open. What? (laughs) Okay. Then they go in the basement and there's like the basement area. And then on the one end of the wall, there is a door that is like triple padlocked and bolted shut. And they're like, what the fuck is that? And she's like, uh, oh, I'm pretty sure that's just the exterior door. And they were just super concerned about security. Well, open it up and show me. So, And they don't have the key to it. No. no and so no, 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 then no, no. they go outside in the backyard and they find the door, like the exterior door. And they're like, oh, here's a door. And the one's like, oh, yeah, see, that's the thing. And the husband's like, yeah, no, the door we saw is on the other wall. So... No. (laughs) This woman's like, I almost got sucked into this thing. I was almost like, let's sign a lease on the devil's house because it had a nice tub and it was cute. I mean, yeah. Sacrifices. Yeah. You do what you gotta do. That's fair. Yeah. This shot episode, we are going to talk about the murder of Rafael Hernandez Torres, which is a fairly newer case not a ton of information available on it um we have here a pretty exhaustive article from oxygen though Mm -hmm. so that's what we'll be referencing for majority of the time rafael was from a very close-knit hispanic family he was born near mexico city and moved to the u.s with his parents and siblings when he was around 20 And he was a super friendly person, just loved meeting and talking to other people. So he started, he and his family started a taxi business. Like started with one car, just very basic, like we're going to start here and we're just going to build this business with hard work. Raphael was known to be a super hard worker. He, his sister mentions he always tried to do better and better and better and better. Those are her like exact words that's a quote oxygen has from her which really says a lot about him as a person i think Mm -hmm. like even there's this whole like 
I don't know if it's a misconception or if it's a real thing. I think it's a real thing, but I feel like it kind of makes me a dick if I say it's a real thing. But, like, once you die or pass away, mm-hmm. you become a saint. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's super not the case here because well, yeah. you could still be nice to so- nice about someone who has passed without saying all of the nice things that so many people have said about him. Mm-hmm. So everybody speaks super highly, just really talks a lot about his work ethic um, and how dedicated he was also to being almost an inspiration to the rest of his family members because he was the oldest mm-hmm. of his siblings. And so he kind of took it upon himself to like really own that leadership role within his family among his siblings um, to really help like, you know, push them and inspire them to do good things. This happened in 2015, mm-hmm. May 1st. A truck driver called 911 because he saw a vehicle that was partially submerged in the Caney River was kind of beneath a bridge almost. So it would have been super easy to miss. From what I have read, police showed up, towed the car out, and inside the trunk was a body who it was later revealed was Rafael Hernandez Torres. Actually, the way that they figured out that it was him was, like, detectives were there gathering evidence, and two men saw information about the investigation on the news and saw the car and recognized it as their brothers. Mm-hmm. And so they drove to the scene of the investigation and were like, hello, that's my brother's car. And that's how he was ultimately identified. Yeah. Now, Raphael was a fairly successful person. He had grown his business pretty significantly. It was also known amongst people who knew of them that he would keep large quantities of cash in the car I mean, thousands of dollars in cash mm-hmm. in the car, which I'm trying to think of any time I've ever seen thousands of dollars in cash. Thinking. Thinking. I've seen hundreds of dollars in cash. That's what I got. I've seen a check. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've gotten Venmoed for thousands, which was pretty ridiculous, but it was a thing. It happened. Whatever. Once he was identified, Raphael's family took a huge part in his investigation, trying to retrace his steps, trying to figure out what happened, who possibly could have done it. Like I said, there was that potential motive of theft. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, his brothers revealed that people were jealous of Raphael's success with his business and that some of the cars that he used in his taxi service has been vandalized pretty recently. So they were wondering if it was the same person who had committed the vandalization who actually ultimately murdered him. Yeah. Authorities did get access to his phone records, and they figured out that one of the last people he called was a woman named Letty, who worked in a nearby laundromat. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was surprising. Post suggested that they had maybe been in a relationship yes. because he would stop by the laundromat and like bring her flowers and gifts and shit. But she was married to someone else. So <laughs> that's problematic. Yeah, like uh like almost like there's a motive. Almost. <laughs> almost. Just kinda like that. 
Eventually, the investigators did speak with her and her husband. Mm-hmm. But they ruled them out as suspects. They were like, no, no. Like, could death be motives, but not them. They're not involved. And then detectives found another person who had last spoken to Raphael. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Um, and the uh, person was a male who was supposed to get a ride from Raphael to Texas. Only Raphael never showed up. And uh, the reason that Raphael, well, initially he had called the man and explained that he was going to be late because a friend of his had gotten into an accident and needed a translator to speak with police for him. Mm-hmm. So that was another person that had spoken to Raphael. Yeah. Which, if you want to squint your eyes and look at it the right way, that could also be motive. Like, that feels, feels hella dramatic to me, but I feel like anybody who wants to kill anybody else, it's hella dramatic. Mm-hmm. So investigators suspected whoever had made the call, like we knew Raphael, and lured him to his death. But records showed that the phone in question was registered, registered to a false name. Mm-hmm. This is a super big red flag. Yeah, anytime, like, burner phones are involved or phones that are registered to fake people, it's not... Not a good time. That's not good. Um, So because of that, they just started, like, calling back numbers that... Yeah, so they began calling the numbers the suspect had called in hopes of determining the owner of the phone. Mm -hmm. Which is a lengthy process, I'd imagine. I feel like probably a real tough time. (laughs) Now, all of these, like, extensive, time-consuming things... Phone calls. Finally... (laughs) They were led to a man named Marco Lara, who had, like, been in contact with Raphael or with people who were using his taxi service. He also had a pretty decent criminal record. They found his address and tried to speak with him, but he was like, fuck, no, I will not. No, thank you, sirs. Have a nice day. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Which is another red flag. Yeah. Eventually, it kind of turned into a standoff at his house. Yeah. (laughs) The police were like, you need to come out so we can talk to you. And he was like, no, the fuck I don't. So eventually, he is married with kids. So his wife and children got out of the house. And then several hours later, he finally did come out and was taken into custody. But once they had him in custody, they realized that he was probably also not an actual suspect in Raphael's death, but he did have information and was able to point them in a direction that was actually useful. The name he gave police was Roman Medrano. So, detectives then, they went and got themselves a little warrant. A good old search warrant. Good old search warrant for the Medrano's home. And what they found was a little sketch balls. Supposedly, there wasn't a ton of furniture in the house. But Roman's wife, Blanca, had $2,000 cash in her purse. (coughs) Which was the exact amount of money that Raphael had in his car the night he was murdered. What? Real quick. Yeah? This bitch dumb. (laughs) These people, these bitches, dumb. Like... I'm going to murder this guy. I'm going to steal all his money. I'm also going to hold it in my purse for 
for some days and some hours. Yeah. So police can find it later. I'm not going to just go spend it or... Definitely dig spend it. it. And dig a hole and hide it somewhere. In small increments. This is what I'm saying. Like, put the money in a jar. Dig a hole. Bury the jar. It's only $2,000. Well, you can't just deposit that. Well, no, that's why I said don't deposit them and spend it. Well, yeah. But also, that looks fishy, too. If they're like, how did you spend $2,000 cash? So just hide the fucking money. Take it out in, like, $100 and $200 increments. And add it to your bank account. And then it doesn't look Well, that's why I said small increments. Yeah. Spending, but... It's grocery money. Yeah. <laughs> this is my rainy day fund. <laughs> I can't help this, guys, okay? Yeah. Sorry, I'm a good saver. But both of them denied any involvement. Oh, of course they did. <laughs> so what you're part of the wrong tree do? here. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. They were at home that night. Oh, they were definitely at home. Now, they also both said they had never met this man before in their lives. They mm-hmm. don't know who the fuck he is. But... But these bitches were lying. <laughs> Turns out, Blanca had gotten rides from Raphael before in his taxi service. Ooh. So, like, they, like, knew each other. They had obviously interacted. Uh, apparently, at one point, he uh, he was kind of a little flirtatious with Blanca. And she told her husband, Roman, about it. Roman. Why would you, what, like, why? Okay, but, like, I might would. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was gonna say, like, Ian and I basically tell each other whenever someone else is flirting with us. I mean, I'll do it, but usually, like, okay, if you, if, if your husband or boyfriend, whatever, is known for being jealous, I don't know, maybe, maybe we keep some things to ourselves. We keep something secret. I don't know. I'm known for being jealous and he still tells me. <laughs> Mostly because it's better to tell me than for me to find out. I just like to watch it. Like, I don't like when girls want to flirt with my boyfriend. Oh, no, I won't watch it. I my face. shut that shit down. That's the most irritating thing. No, I shut that shit down. Don't worry about that. I hate it when people do that with Alex. Alex is so stupid to it. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? He really is. What are you doing? He real dense. <laughs> and he's like, what? Yeah. What do what? you mean? What? No. I'm like, they yes. Were they were just being nice. <laughs> Which is why he also doesn't notice when people are flirting with me. <laughs> also, I don't think he has a jealous bone in his no. body. <laughs> so. No, no. But uh, usually I'm just making fun of people. Because usually people that, like, feel bold enough to have a conversation. Especially with me, of all people. Because I shut things down so fast. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're usually quite stupid. That's fair. So. Ian is very much, like, work it, girl. Where's your number one place to get hit on at? Well, back when bars used to be open, and I could go to clubs and dance, he was like, yeah, get those free drinks, Tiffany. Sam. That's basically, he was like, sure, save your money. Do what you got to do. It's not your fault if, like, if they want to spend their money without having any social contract, he's like, fuck the patriarchy. Leave out of there. You Just because they buy you drinks doesn't mean you have to do anything. It's true. Do you know the two biggest places I get head on repeatedly? Tell me. Taco Bell okay. and Publix. <laughs> I do not know what it is. And it'll be so awkward. Right. It'll be like usually like the guys behind the counter is like yeah. making my Publix stuff. I'm like, I just don't no, sir. Stop. <laughs> just just no, no. make me my I Italian get, sub, please. I get hit on by the guys that like 
the oil change place. Yeah, I hate that too. I can never but hear that. But I feel them. like everybody does. But like, I can't hear you. So why are you, why are you, what are you doing? Just let me your phone they number always, on the receipt. <laughs> they always give me a discount and I'm like, cool, thanks. Whatever. I mean, that's fine. But like, I can never hear them. Again, and like, if they're going to give you a discount because you're nice to them, be nice. I mean, yeah. Like, not that I have to be. He's like, obviously don't be if you don't want to be. But if you want to, I'm not going to get pissy about it. Save them dollars. Yeah, I remember this one guy walked up to me when I was out with Carrie at a bar, and he goes, hey, my name's Alex. I was like, oh, it's so funny. My boyfriend's name is Alex. <laughs> didn't even fucking think about it. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, my God. Well, that ended that real fast. That did. That did what you wanted it to. <laughs> didn't even mean to. Had the desired effect. <sighs> I just say things sometimes. Well, I don't think about it. <laughs> Maybe I'm not very good at manipulating. Maybe I'm a bad Scorpio. Maybe you're... Maybe. (laughs) I, uh... No, that's, like... That's... Clubs and bars are the only place I am an effective manipulator of people. (laughs) It just... Mostly because probably they're, like, mostly drunk. One time... Okay. One time, I went up to a guy... as exciting. Me and Carrie... Um, she's who I always get in trouble with. We, like, it was a group of guys, and then it was me and her, and they were at a bar, and I was hammered. And I went up to this one guy, and I was like, you look just like Patrice Bergeron. (laughs) And he had no idea who it was. Like, we're leaving the bar, and I was like, I just needed to tell you before we leave. <laughs> and, then, and then I had to explain who Patrice Bergeron was. Oh, oh no! And but yeah, but then they went to the next bar with us because oh. they're like, yeah, this place is dead, and they bought us drinks the rest of the night. Exciting! He was actually turned out to be a very nice gentleman. <laughs> I felt like Carrie was inside dancing, and I was in the like patio area of one of the bars downtown. And they have, like, couches. Mm-hmm. And I, like, sat on the couch and we were talking. I was like, tell me about your ex-girlfriends. <laughs> and then I fell asleep while he was telling me about them. And he sat with me so that nobody would come up and bother me while I slept on the couch. While he was telling me about his ex-girlfriends. That's exciting. Yeah. And then we went to leave and he was like, can I have your number? And I was like, no. Nah. <laughs> and then just fucking left. That's and a- we got picked up by Carrie's boyfriend at the time. So we are like... That's funny. Thanks for the night, dudes. Thanks for the drinks. Yeah. 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 So, anyways, back to the case. Yeah. Go shoot your shot. You gotta do what you gotta do. (laughs) As Tommy Pickles would say, (laughs) a baby's gotta do what a baby's gotta do. I used to have a crush on Tommy Pickles. Isn't that weird? That's so weird, dude. No, but you know when they became, like, teenagers? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. Still weird. So I have a crush on Danny Phantom to this day. Okay, but that's less weird. I understand what? that one. <laughs> I, I like those boy. strong leaders. And then look who yeah. I ended up dating. <laughs> yeah, that's a... Uh... Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. I, uh... I always like the bad boys. In, like, <laughs> stories and stuff. And... <laughs> Here we are. Yeah. Ian, like, looks like a stereotypical bad boy. <laughs> like, st- like, like you would read, like, it's, like, the stereotypical everyone knew everyone. Like, well, it's, like, he's the kind of guy. He's got dark hair, he's tall, and has bright blue eyes. Well, also, like, you look at him, and you're, like, dads look at him and are, like, I don't trust that guy. He's kind of brooding. Mm-hmm. He got them eyebrows that's, yeah. like, serious. 
So yeah, here we are. <laughs> At least I stuck with my type. Hey, hey, hey there. <laughs> I'm just saying. Although in his I own way, I needed a nice person in my although, life. Although in his own way, Alex is kind of a Tommy Pickles. He <laughs> can solve problems in his own way. What? He can. If he's presented. I guess we'll find out at think my about, one shot tonight. I was going to say, but like, think about all the parties that we've had where things have gone wrong, and he's like, I could fix this. Yeah, he just pulls out a screwdriver. This nowhere. is what I'm saying. He just reaches into his pants <laughs> and grabs a screwdriver. And that's like, it's why people say that when they see him. They're like, hey, Alex, uh, is that your screwdriver? Or are you excited to see me? Is that what people say? <laughs> that is what they say. Do I need to have a conversation I, with Alex? <laughs> I can't believe you've never heard anybody say that around you before. <laughs> Probably because I would, like, throat punch them immediately. <laughs> Don't talk about my boyfriend's PP, goddammit. <laughs> I could edit all this out. <laughs> Anyways. Of course, Robin denied any involvement in Raphael's murder. Even though, oh, yes. when they looked at his phone records, mm-hmm. it showed he had been at the crime scene. Uh, they took a sample of his DNA and also were able to tie him to the crime scene through that. They found a, D- a beer bottle. Yes. With DNA on it that matched Which, his DNA. I don't think I would ever think of picking up a beer bottle and be like, hmm, this might be evidence. <laughs> Dude, you gotta pick up everything at a crime scene. I mean, it makes sense, but I just wouldn't think, like, this should be tested, because, like, I don't know, but, I mean, hey. You never know. Nothing's a red herring, I guess. Now, that being said, speaking of DNA. Yes. DNA evidence showed that there was also another person (gasps) at the crime scene. Oh, my goodness. Two people. Two people. They had fingerprints for the next person, which matched a man named Aiden... Aiden Mraz, who is a local ice cream salesman. God damn it. Which, real quick, that's my mom's, like, dream retirement role. <laughs> she wants to have an ice cream truck. Love it. Like, that is that is her goal. She's like, and it's not going to be a sketchy one either. She's like, I'm not getting one of those white creeper vans and cutting a hole in the side. We're getting, like, a legitimate ice cream truck that you people can send their kids to and not have to worry about them being kidnapped. Okay. I like so, it. I respect her for that. I never was afraid of the ice cream truck. <laughs> you did not see the ice cream truck that was in my grandparents' neighborhood, then. I guess not. No. Well, why would I? <laughs> it's true. That makes sense. I didn't live here. This is fair. Now, they decided to do some more digging into this ice cream salesman and actually found that early on, while this crime was being investigated, mm-hmm. this guy had actually just pieced the fuck out yeah. and gone to Michigan. Just he just was like goodbye forever. He flew away. Mm-hmm. So police obviously got him in custody and asked, and he said that he had not been anywhere near the crime scene, and I'm sure had no idea how the fuck his DNA had gotten there, and and probably didn't know him either. Oh, I'm sure not. <laughs> I am sure he never done that. So, once Roman found out mm-hmm. that this other guy was in custody morass, he decided to just start fucking talking. Yeah. He said that he'd been giving Morass a ride that night, and that the mild-mannered ice cream salesman was the <laughs> one who had masterminded this whole fucking thing. It's always the ice cream people. But then, Morass 
was like, fuck no, he's lying. Let me tell you what actually happened. Roman apparently owed him money and told Ross that if he came with him that night on this ride, that he'd be able to get his money back. Hmm. So the two men stopped to buy a case of beer, and then Roman drove them to the riverbank, allegedly. Supposedly, at that point, Roman called Raphael and... Hold on. Yeah. He called Raphael. Uh, they all had some beers together. And then... Yeah. Well, it it also says that Raphael had gone to the scene because he thought Roman needed help speaking to the police after an accident. OMG! <laughs> so, and then they all drank beers together. Okay. Hold on. We gotta get rid of the OMG from that. Here we go. So, Lindsay, yes. how did they lure him there to circle back to what we Going back around. previously discussed before? Absolutely. Um, that's because Roman called and said he needed help speaking to the police after an accident. He needed a translator, as was previously given yeah. for a reason why he couldn't give somebody else a ride. To Texas. Uh-huh. So, once he got there and there was no accident... Which, obviously, real quick, though, I would have been super fucking pissed. Yeah. I'd be like, where the fuck are the police? Why did you call me out here? I'm yeah. supposed to be making money. Yeah. I'm, like, fucking over customers right like, now. Peace out. Goodbye. Totally. I'm, not, I'm not cracking open any beers with you right no, now. No, no, sir. No, no. I'm mad at you. <laughs> it's not beer drinking time. No. It's working time, bitch. <laughs> so they all drank a few beers together. They, they cracked open a cold one. But then Roman asked Raphael for help jump-starting his car. Supposedly, then, Roman told Morass, mild-mannered ice cream salesman, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to go find jumper cables. Yes. And supposedly, while he was looking for jumper cables, he heard gunshots. Morass did. Yes. Yes. He then turned around and saw Roman standing over Raphael's body. Allegedly. So now the investigators are like, what the fuck actually happened? They did a polygraph test to confirm it, which I'm less happy about, I gotta say. Because as we all know, those aren't the most reliable things no. in the world. No. I guess, like, if you're, like, but super good at examining the results. Well, also, I feel like in a case like this, like, I'm sure their punishment is going to be fairly similar. Yeah. Yeah. So it probably, like, yes, it matters to the family for a justice standpoint, or a closure standpoint, but also I'm sure the family's probably like both these motherfuckers know what happened. Mm-hmm. So I think this is one case where I will actually like overlook it. Um, so the polygraph test confirmed Morass's story. Then then he, including the part where he helped Roman get rid of Raphael's body, basically he said out of fear that Roman would shoot him next. Yeah. And that's why he pieced the fuck out of there. Also, as I mentioned before, Roman and his wife had the money. So it's not like he even got his money. Yeah. Out of that. So that fucking sucks. Well, it all fucking sucks, obviously. But you know what I mean. So eventually, uh, Aiden Morass was charged as an accessory to murder and was sentenced to 15 years. And Roman Medrano pleaded no contest to first-degree murder mm-hmm. and was given life in prison because there was... What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. You haven't given me any words to go off of. <laughs> there was 
there was errors, mm. flaws. Well, I mean, all of those things. But what happens when you get first degree murder instead of second degree? Premeditation. <laughs> okay. I never was going to get that. <laughs> he lured him out there with the intent of killing him. So he got first degree. Yeah. If you guys don't know anything about degrees of murder, there's an upset on that. I think it's literally called degrees of murder. For sure it is. <laughs> so we clearly don't remember them. <laughs> check that shit out. Wait, did you know Alex didn't know that a life sentence doesn't mean the rest of someone's life? <laughs> he goes, that's not what that means. I went, no. No, no it's not what not. that means. Life sentence is like 25 years, plus or minus. I'm not sure if he was getting or not. I'm pretty sure he wasn't, though. I mean, to be fair, I did not know. It does sound like that. You want to know how I found that out? Uh, yes. Because there was a girl I used to work with, mm-hmm. who I don't have anything to do with now, because yeah. I discovered she's a shitty human. Her husband slash boyfriend slash baby daddy... Had been sentenced to life in prison. Oh, that's swell. And so she's like, well, he got sentenced to life, but, you know, it's only like 25 years and he got out on parole, blah, 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 and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, okay. Well, he was a nice guy. What did he go? What was his crime? Uh, lots of drug things mm. and like intent to distribute mm. and multiple offenses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sounds like a great guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's like one of those guys that are like nice from a distance and as a friend. Like, gotcha. he's the kind of guy who like now in his life, like I could probably still to this day call him. Oh, even though nice. she and I aren't like on speaking terms. Yeah. If I was really in a tight pinch, I could probably still call him and he would come help me out. Prob's not gonna, but Anyways. It's nice to have options. <laughs> options are everything. Yes. Of course, the family's happy. They were able to get closure. They were able to get everything sorted out. But all in all, pretty crazy. Yeah. This man lived an interesting life. And it's unfortunate that it had to end this way. It, it is. Um, have you ever watched An Unexpected Killer? I have not because I don't have oxygen. Well, if you have oxygen, uh, at the bottom of this article... It says, for more on this case and others like it, watch An Unexpected Killer, airing Fridays at 8, 7 Central on Oxygen. We're not sponsored by Oxygen. We no. don't have any deals with them. Like I said before, we're citing them as our source <laughs> for this. Uh, please don't get mad at us. Please don't. Like, if there were more articles that we could find, then we definitely would have also We also know those. how to cite our sources, goddammit. Um, all the jokes are ours. We're not copying other people's jokes because oxygen they don't got jokes at least not when it comes to cases like this Mm -hmm. so anyways if you guys want more information of course like Lindsay said check out oxygen's show and unexpected killer uh as always you can find us on our podcast or find us on our podcast I mean, yeah, you can. You can find us on our podcast. That's not where, where actually Where can you incorrect. find other things about the podcast? Other things about the podcast <laughs> on Instagram at Luminol Cocktail Pod. You can also find us on Facebook, Luminol Cocktail Podcast. And then our website, which is luminolcocktail.com. And there will be a blog post about this case if you want to read that. Yeah. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode and we will look forward to serving you guys another round of Luminol Cocktail Shots next week. Mm-hmm.